0: To the Sixers Group Therapy podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, aka Nuge. It is Victory Tuesday, and we got a full squad. A lot has happened in the last 24 hours that we got to talk about. So, first, we have June 1. June, how are you?
1: Man, what a euphoric 24 hours! This is unbelievable
0: it's uh it's been fun twitter's twitter's very alive we've been kind of basking in the glory but we still gotta recognize that the job's not finished but we also have dave DeVacco. dave how are
2: you i'm great my audio is is good i'm not in the airport it's a shame because last pod I was, I was i was on fire i was, I was throwing flame flow flamethrowers out there and i sounded like shit it's a shame but uh as June said, I, I can't remember a more euphoric 24 hours. Um, I feel like I've I've been struck by lightning and uh but we have work to do. We got we got more work to do.
0: A lot of people actually really appreciated the uh the airport pod. A lot of people reached out to me and said they enjoyed <laughs> it. So they appreciate the commitment. And uh what do you know? We have our second episode coming out in the span of what four days or so. So it's impressive and we also have the return of last but not least, JB Mudbones. JB, welcome back.
3: Thank you. I'm I'm internally laughing that Paul Reed is gonna milk me for a hundred dollars for probably a shitty brand sweatshirt <laughs> when he's gonna sign a contract next year for ten million a year.
2: Ten, that's it. I think he's getting twenty. <laughs> 20. Someone's gonna he's a restricted free agent. Someone's gonna some fucking shit team with a million. The billion dollars in cap space is gonna throw something at him.
3: And that means we can match it.
2: Yeah. Hmm? But we can't afford okay. cause we uh, can't afford because of Toby. Hey, we we'll
0: get there when we get there. We have some, some business to handle before that. Uh but guys, I I don't even know where to start. I think if it, it's way different. We it was way late. it was late last night. We we couldn't jump on a pod. Uh emotions were very <laughs> raw and crazy and i facetimed you guys and i was screaming i thought i hurt my knee uh so we had a day to digest everything and i'm sure we've been i've been watching highlights all day uh, james harden was magnificent um pj tucker has that dog in him Bebop hall stepping up after a first a bad first half and we'll, we'll get to him but i i kind of think we got to start off with the latest announcement that just happened a couple hours ago, and that is Joel Embiid is your 2023 NBA MVP. Um, I think I got to start this off with Dave. Dave, your reflection of the season and Joel Embiid and his entire career, um, I admittedly teared up a bit. It was a, I honestly think, I, I know a lot of people say, like, we we care more about a championship, but I'm, I'm very much on the boat that, MVP does matter and you could see it didn't matter to Embiid. So Dave, I'm, I'm going to start off with you.
2: I, um, I thought that last year was the top of the mountain. I did not think it was possible that he could be better this year. And I'm, it feels great to be wrong because this is just, you know, once every 20 years or so, we get a magical season like this. And, uh, the last time we were in third grade, June might've been in fifth grade, but we were in third grade (laughs) and, uh, it's just a special thing. And, uh, you know, we, this is the guy that, you know, we put all our eggs in his basket 10 years ago, 10 years ago, almost, uh, nine years ago, real specifically since, uh, the 2014 draft, but, 10 years ago, Sam Hankey came in and started the process and Joel Embiid was the crown jewel and we trusted it. And this is our MVP too. This is our MVP too. And, uh, the, all the ingredients are in the pot for the magical run to continue, including that game last night. And, and this MVP tonight is just, is very special and, uh, I'm living in the moment because it might, might be another 20 years until we get another one. So Let's uh, enjoy the ride, and and uh, and I'm so very happy for Joel with all the adversity that he's overcome on and off the court. And uh, this is for us.
0: Sam Henke has got to be smiling somewhere. Um, I'm really just if – if anyone's interested, if you want to see good content, if you just go to, like, our Twitter likes and just look through everything, I think the last 100 things on that feed or – liking things about Joel Embiid and how Hinkie died for this. And Hinkie's probably somewhere, you know, I, I can't wait for the Hinky tweet to hit. Uh, it's, It is really surreal. And it's just like, it, it's been a long time coming. Like we didn't even know if the guy was going to play. I, I can't get over how insane that is. And he, he's been through a lot. He said it himself during his uh, interview with TNT. So uh, now I'm going to go to June. June. Give me some thoughts about Joel winning MVP and what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, Dave kind of touched on a lot of things. And I think it's just unbelievable, like with all the things that he he went through to start his career and ending up in multiple MVP discussions, what, three years in a row now? Two two, uh, runner-ups and actually winning it this year. Like who, like we could have never really imagined that a guy who was compared to like who was it greg oden like when he got hurt for the first 2 years like people were mocking him and stuff and to actually turn out into the player he is today it's it's crazy man
0: yeah there's like i can't even i could i could spend a whole podcast on this like there there's so much i want to say i i don't know how to say it there's there's just so much that's happened that i just like i don't even know how to put it in the words i i want to get this all off my chest you know um like i'm just looking through all these these stories about him and i i i'm still at a loss for words i i can't believe it's 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 he's finally won it you know to like dave said we thought he reached his peak probably the last two years and he has kept getting better so um it's a shame that we only have 40 minutes on this pod because i'm too cheap to pay for for Zoom Premium, but uh, JV, try to summarize your words of uh, Joel being our MVP.
3: It's just funny. I feel like I still have a bruise on my shoulder from when he hit the turnaround jumper against Minnesota and Dave squeezed me (laughs) his first game on the court or first regular season game. I don't know. It's so cool. He says he didn't care about the MVP, but he obviously cared. We all cared. Denver cared their stupid ass tweet. Um
2: just so everyone knows that I, I I squeezed Joey in the stadium in the seats.
3: <laughs> back <laughs> when I used to attend attend live sporting events. Way back um, when. Yeah, that yeah. was
2: that that's the that you we were all there, right? Weren't we all there? Oh for yeah. That? We yes, used to that, go sir. to all
3: the openers.
2: That was crazy. He had the block, he had the turnaround jumper, than the block on Westbrook, and it was like, oh my god, we waited two fucking years. For this guy, what was the who's put the Mike Levin tweet from like 2015 in the ch- chat earlier where it was like someday Joel Embiid will at the end of a timeout will walk toward the court and not toward the bench. And like we really didn't know if he was ever going to play. And we've been there since fucking day zero. And sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, JB. No, yeah. you're
3: good. It, it is so nice, though, that and we haven't even talked about really last night's win. Um but that this announcement came after that like crazy win versus one a heartbreaking loss or a heart, or just an absolute blowout. I mean we were 10 point underdogs and we won. Um so that's the vibes are sky high. Gotta keep them going.
0: He has his uh MVP press conference tomorrow, which I it's kind of weird because he's he's still gonna be in, in Boston. He is uh I, I guess a game time decision. Uh, I know he's officially listed as doubtful for game two. Uh, Chuck and the guys on TNT asked him if he's going to play. And he kind of just said, we'll see. So um, Embiid, like I have so many thoughts running through my mind. I don't, I don't even know which stories or our parts to express in words, but uh, congratulations to Embiid. This is uh this is very special for you. Like you went through a lot with, you know, breaking your foot two times, not playing for two years. Um, uh the death of your brother, all that shit, and you know, the media p- doing hit pieces on you while you're trying to struggle through that and and go, go on with your life and um you know, rehab with your with your foot and get on the court. And you know, Philly's not a easy place to play, but uh it just seems like it just seems just seems perfect. It's very fitting and hopefully the, the story of the season uh, or the good vibes of the season doesn't end with just that. So, uh, yeah, guys, if if nothing else to say, I feel like we can keep going on. But we do got to talk about uh, another very big event that happened in the last 24 hours, and that was Six-Year Celtics game one. JB already gave us a little preview. Um, wow. I know we say like a million times we never win this game. But we truly never win that game. I mean, we we were ten point underdogs. We didn't have the MVP, Harden. I Dave asked right before the game, "What are the chances we get vintage Harden?" Predicting a line of forty five points and ten assists, and he scored forty five points, and he looked like Houston Harden. And I I I FaceTime you guys because I was going nuts because I you know draining that go ahead 3 against Al Horford just just wow just wow um i don't i i can't believe we won that and that's probably the biggest win of the last 20 years so i where, where do we even start with this dave help me out i don't do we talk about harden do we talk about pj tucker the dog do we talk about paul reed sinking four major free throws at the end of the game boston what do you see from like, i i think people were saying that Philly played a very great game. Boston played a great game too, just not on defense. So like what are your takeaways? Do you do you feel like this that we stole one? Do you think it's in, indicative of what the rest of the series could be?
2: What are your thoughts? I think uh, um I think we should start with Harden because he he really turned back the clock last night. And, uh, it was just, I like, I couldn't even, I wasn't even objectively, I couldn't even objectively watch that game last night. I was just screaming like a child at every play. And, uh, luckily Steph wasn't home for, for half of it. She was very mad at me. She wasn't happy with me. She wasn't feeling the vibes. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but I didn't care. I didn't care. I was, I was in my own world and, uh, it was a glorious world. And, uh, I'm trying to find the The because I what did I forgot about that? What did I say? I said any chance we can get a vintage hardened stat line.
3: I think it's a 45, 12, and 12. Did I really? What did he finish with? 45. 45. I
2: think six assists. Oh, I said 46, 12, and 12. 46. 46, 12, and 12. Hey, even a blind squirrel finds an occasional acorn, as my dad (laughs) would always say. But uh yeah, throw enough shit at the wall, some will stick, right? So Yeah, that was just unbelievable. I mean, he still has it in him and uh it's just amazing. Like 9 days ago, he what did he shoot in the net series? 4 for 37 in the paint. <laughs> and and then he was just like getting to the he was there was the one play, there were so many plays. I can't even recall them all right now. Obviously the 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 go ahead 3 in Horford's fucking eyeball was just I mean, I uh, got struck by lightning when that happened too. That was just fucking incredible, but the there was one play where he like completely crossed up Jalen Brown and just like yeah threw in a finger roll. Like he could feel like he could have dunked it, but like, he's just, I guess nine, 10 days off and he can get his explosiveness back. I guess we're so used to Embiid being rusty with, with extended time off that like maybe other guys extended time off is good. And I, I think Harden might be one of those guys where, you know, maybe the, the, the week and a half off was a, was a blessing for him. And it resulted in that performance last night. And um, you know, it was just incredible. I don't even, there's probably so much more, but it was just, you know, what more can you say? I mean, that was just a gutsy jaw dropping performance. And guess what? He wants his fucking four year, $200 million fucking super max. He's going to have to earn it in this series. And he's off to a great goddamn start. And uh, Josh Harris should be, have the fucking pen in his hand, ready to sign because if we get you know 75% of of last night that's even if we get if we get 60% of, of last night's Harden, and we're going to win this fucking series and um you know and la- winning last night was huge we had to steal one game 1 was preferable and they fucking did it and uh i mean boston played with their food i never heard that analogy before until recently I, I, oh, really? That's all i see is really? they playing with their food. yeah i like that really? i like that <laughs> It's good yeah it proved specifically related to basketball I feel like I've never I've, I haven't heard that analogy until like in, in the last couple weeks but it's gotcha. uh um, it's they played with their food with the Hawks and uh there's something weird is in the air up there the, they had the bad Vibes with the Bruins the fucking... they basically were like the 73 win Warriors and lost in the first round after being up 3-0 so there's just bad bad energy in in the in the TD Garden and uh last night was you know more smoke to that fire and uh, fuck it, man. Let's you gotta step on their fucking throats. You gotta let's step on their fucking two. throats. Yes, do you worry? For what did James say? We're coming for game two, baby. Let's, fuck, let's put it. I oh.
0: love that he was like he was telling everyone to get off the court and stop celebrating because he said it was just one game. I love that. I, I love that. Absolutely love that. I think he's he's locked in Um as someone who's been a very big James Harden hater. Wow. Like last uh last podcast, I think I I was very pissed at him for going to Vegas, buddy. You can go to Vegas all you want. You can you can slap me in the face as well too. Because if you're <laughs> gonna play like that, man, um, I I think I I don't know if I mentioned it, but when Dave when you predicted that sideline, I said less than zero percent chance. Uh <laughs> yeah. he deserve he can punch me right in the face and I'd love it. Uh, he he <laughs> wants me to drink that hard and wine. So, um, uh, Vegas, that's that's the key. Um, but let me ask you guys, um, what uh, what's your com- uh, confidence level that we can get that Harden
2: for the rest of the series? Uh I, I that Harden that, that that was last night. That was his, the best playoff game of his career. So I don't think we're going to see that again. If we do, I think wow, so too. <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck Zach me if Lowe we see and, that again.
0: But was it typical man, Zach Lowe were talking about it. They said that might be the best Harden playoff game of his career.
2: Yeah, he's definitely everybody loves to highlight all the stinkers, but he has had some unbelievable fucking playoff games. Like he had the one game against Miami last year uh, at at home where he carried us to victory and then he's uh, in back in, in the Houston days, he definitely has had some unbelievable playoff games against the Warriors. Yeah, again, everybody loves to highlight the stinkers, but it's not like he fucking averaged 10 points a game in the playoffs get when he was with Houston or anything, you know. He's had some unbelievable moments in the playoffs, but uh yeah, he just uh I don't know if we see that again, but if like I said, if we get sixty percent of that, fifty percent of that is fucking, you know, him dropping twenty-seven. Great. <laughs> you know, I'll take I'll take half of that fucking performance every night and we're in great shape.
3: Is his is like I obviously didn't watch too much Houston basketball, but like if you compare his forty point games with Houston where there were many like I would assume it used to be a lot more drawing fouls, which they don't call on him anymore for whatever reason. Bingo. Uh, like rat, like for it felt like I don't know forty of his forty-five were from ten-foot jumpers and and beyond. Is that yeah. just a new Harden? Which that's fine. just him
2: him having the best game ever. Because like I'm glad you said that, JB. Because this is like, I think, I think he still is Houston Harden. He just doesn't – Houston Harden, he couldn't even go within fucking two feet of him and they'd call you for a foul. He was just the most untouchable player in the league that lived at the, shooting like 14 foul shots a game. He doesn't carry that kind of weight with the refs anymore. And I really think it specifically happened when he teamed up with Embiid because Embiid is, was probably the second guy in the league that had carried that kind of weight where you can't even touch him. He lives at the line, you know, 10 to 12 times a game and you can't have two of those guys, you know, at the foul line, the entire game. So it's really like it's politics. It's ref politics. You got to pick one guy that's going to keep getting all the calls. That's clearly Embiid and Harden suffers for that. And I feel like he's always been slow and, you know, not really that explosive and crafty and fat and out of shape like there's nothing new and uh i feel like he's i feel like he's the same player he just doesn't he doesn't get calls it, it's so painfully obvious that he does not get the calls that he got in houston and i think he's the same fucking dude without respect from the refs honestly for the most part at least
3: we need joel back mm-hmm. oh
2: definitely
0: we can't win this series without joel <laughs> i i know because like how many times have we seen a team stills game one or one of the games and it's a long series it's it's first four there's a lot of basketball you played left to be played um we were very happy last night but i think the reason for being happy is i don't i don't think anyone's predicting that like or guaranteeing we're going to win this series i think that your chances just took a monumental jump you went from you had a a fighter's chance if, if things go right cuz don't forget we didn't have Embiid to you may actually have a chance to win the series because look, I don't know if Embiid's going to play tomorrow. Um, I, I, I kind of doubt it just because they stole game one, but I don't want that to be the reason he doesn't play. I think you have to win four games out of the series. If, if he's at a percent threshold that you're comfortable with him playing, or he's comfortable with playing, I think he needs to play. And and what do we say about rested Embiid? He's rusty Embiid. So, um, I don't, I, I'm Joe said it earlier, go still game two. I think if he feels comfortable playing and they feel comfortable with him playing, he should play. But what do you, what do you think is actually going to happen? I, I, I have no idea. I, I'd say I bet I'd probably bet he plays game three instead of game two, but um, you got to feel a lot better about our chances after stealing game one because you definitely cannot waste that hard game. So, um, you know, a lot to be determined, but we'll say Me and June are gonna be on a flight to Vegas. So uh we're we're gonna be missing game two, probably, because I don't think our flight has TV. So we we are gonna buy Wi-Fi, so hopefully we can stream it on YouTube TV or something. But uh yeah, James Harden. What what else can you say? June, I know we didn't get to talk to you about James Harden. Any closing thoughts before we move on? I mean unbelievable
1: unbelievable performance and like I doubt we'll ever get that kind of a performance from him again. But like as Dave said, like if we get fifty to sixty percent of that combined with Embiid, oh man, we're dangerous. And I think uh in the Nets series, I think we all saw that like he got to the rim but would just like flop on those uh like like easy jumpers, like like 5 to 10 feet or like those layups he's just missing it or getting blocked. So I so I think he has still has like quickness to get to the rim and I think yesterday he was able to actually hit those little mid-range jumpers and 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 hit layups. So I think that's was one of the big reasons why he had that 45 point breakout. Um but we'll see what he what he has left uh going forward. Um so Well, stay tuned.
0: I think uh, to close out the James Harden conversation, I think you can visibly tell when you think his good game is just from purely his shot falling, like in Nets game one. I felt like last night he was actually masterful, like getting everywhere he wanted to get to. Uh, You know, him and PJ were very great in picking his spots and, getting him to get switched on Al Horford. I think I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think the numbers of him attacking Al Horford were like, I were crazy last night. It was like 1.75 points per possession when he attacked Al Horford. So uh, I love that. Keep going at him. Fuck that guy. Fuck Anna Horford too. Um, What is, uh, what's your prediction about when I'm going to go around the room. June will start with you. What's your prediction on when Embiid makes his debut of the series?
1: Man, I I really feel like Sixers are really waiting. It's like it's his call that if he wants to play or not. Like if he's ready to play. Um, uh, but I guess if I was like a betting man, I'd say he sits game two, just to get him really fully rested and ready, uh, and get him ready for the home the, the two home games that we are have for three and four. So. I don't think we'll see until Game Three. Is my opinion.
0: Uh, that'll be a hot ticket. He might be getting his MVP trophy that day and and
2: whatnot. So, Dave, what do you think? Um, I have a serious question. Why can't he just come off the bench for like fifteen minutes? Start B-ball, Paul. Keep the fucking Game One magic alive, and then just bring him beat off the bench and let him fucking work his way back in. Is that out of the realm of possibility? I don't know. I think he plays tomorrow. I do. I, I really didn't think he was going to play game one, but I really think he might play tomorrow. Cause when we, did we talk about his, uh, <clears throat> I know we started with him winning MVP, but I'm just like still punch drunk from the, from the last 24 hours. Did we talk about the TNT presentation that they did with the, with our the whole team behind him on the zoom? Now. Oh no, not really. You didn't so talk about that. I, I apologize. We did not because, like, yeah, there was so much going on. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. You have the floor. Well, I just—they asked him. Ernie snuck it in at the very end. He said, "I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, are you going to play tomorrow?" Oh and yeah, he that just part like <laughs> he smiled and he said, "We shall see. We shall see." I don't know, man. I did think you, you I think I space? think he might. I think i Yeah, I think he might play tomorrow, man. It, I do. It, I do. Dave, I gotta
0: say, you bring up an interesting point because, like, we, you know, we probably can't count on game one being the total norm for the rest of the series. But you're right. If they kind of proved they could carry a, at least a little bit without MB so like maybe. Just throw him in there for, I don't know if he'd want to do this. I, I I don't think we've ever really had a situation where we've seen this from a star, but like kind of let Harden run the show. And because, you know, like Paul Reed, and we'll get to Paul, um, got pretty obliterated on offense, at least in the first half. So maybe he's just there just for his defensive presence and and let Harden run the show. And I don't know if they don't, if he doesn't know really how to play off ball like that and, you know, it would be, wouldn't be would be used to the roar. Like, what do you think about that, Dave?
2: I think in blackjack, if you're on a heater, you fucking play till you lose a hand. And then you take your chips and you walk away. And I think we're on a fucking blackjack heater right now after that game last night. And I think you fucking ride the fucking hot hand, ride the winning formula until it stops working. And then you go back to your fucking original game plan. So I would talk to Joel and put my arm around him and say, hey, dude, you want to fucking come off the bench and see how you feel and take it slow? And we'll start the game the way we won the game last night. I don't. Know, it probably doesn't happen, but why not? Feels right. Do you, do you feel like it'd be?
0: Do you feel like it's right to maybe do that experiment in a playoff game? Does that makes sense.
2: Eh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm genuinely asking. Not, about, the, about,
0: like you know.
2: I don't think it's an experiment. It's not like a. It's not like a. You know, a new. The new. It's not the new norm. It's just you know, just to work them in. Just to work him back in, see how he feels, you know, play on it, see how he feels, and, uh, you know, go from there. Maybe he feels great and he, you know, ends up playing 30 minutes and we win by fucking 15. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, at worst, he's a above-average offensive center. JB, mm-hmm. when do you think he plays I,
3: next? I think they sit him out one more game, and I hope I'm mm. wrong. I think that. I don't wanna I, I think it's asinine to think like hey, we beat him at, at home game one, like it's gonna be easy to do it game two. I think like if Embiid can play, if he's cleared by the doctors, whoever they are. I I mean cool if he comes off the bench, I don't care. Like <clears throat> I am cool with that. I, I I don't think they do that. Um, right or wrong. But if he's cleared, play him. We mm-hmm. we need to go up two 0 well.
0: Yep. Yeah, yes, we do. I, I, I'm in complete agreement. I, I mean, I love their mentality and everything, but um I think we all thought they needed to steal game one for a reason, and that's because it's hard to replicate what they did in game one, especially with Boston shooting 75%, which you could also make an argument, and that's out of the norm too, but um, that was a crazy offensive game from them. Uh, But all right, let's move on to Embiid's backup. Paul Reed, he's uh, currently DMing uh, June, trying to get uh, June's payment for the hundred dollars or whatnot for the <laughs> Out the Mud sweatshirt. JB, I'm not sure if he asked you yet, but Paul Reed, wow, we we have been begging for a backup center for the entirety of Joel Embiid's career, and Paul Reed comes out and plays. What was it? Thirty-seven minutes? Is that what he played? Thirty-five minutes? and was a plus eight. So not only did we survive the non-MB minutes, it was the entire freaking game, and we won the game versus a very, very good team. So Paul Reed, out the mud. Someone talk to me. Anyone has the floor. Give me something.
3: I I think, like, I'm baffled he was a plus eight. I, I would have guessed he was <laughs> in the first half like a minus 40. It, it felt like he was getting destroyed. But, but I also think, like, coaches, doc, whoever, literally said, if you get in foul trouble, we're fucked. So, I feel like he just didn't know how to play because he can't play his way. Like, Paul Reed probably averages, I don't know, 5 fouls 15 minutes in a normal backup game. But if he got into foul trouble, we need to play a crazy amount of minutes with PJ at the 5 or Montres Harrell or Dwayne Dedman. So... I mean, there goes any shot at a miracle. So, I don't know. It's it's not like he could do any differently. He can't get into foul trouble, but it just feels... I mean, the Boston was shooting 80% in like, the first half. Um, we were playing zero defense. It's not like they were hitting m- miracle jumpers. Um, it, it looked too easy. So, I don't know. It's a tough formula to replicate. If anyone can do it, it's Paul Reed, because he's, <laughs> he, he's our guy, but... I don't know. He's fun. I we all enjoy watching him.
2: Yeah, like, I have, uh, like Joe's, like Joe said real quick. He was felt like he was minus forty in the first half, but he had a rough first half when he started game four against Brooklyn. And uh, you know, he yeah. had an incredible second half. Finished the game strong. Did the same thing last night. He had those incredible free throws to ice it, where he hardly touched the rim at all. I think incredible. he swished all four. Calm, cool, and collected. And uh man, and I, I gotta say, I was never ner- I was not nervous. I really felt like he was just gonna step up and knock him down. I swear to god, I swear I was on my so... life, I, I feel like I knew he was gonna make those.
0: Isn't it refreshing? Like
2: if you're a Boston fan, you're like, Oh good, this fucking guy, this fucking nobody on the line. And he just stepped up and is gonna make twenty million dollars a year. I can't believe it. Our second sure, round pick.
0: I'm sure everyone by now has seen the viral video of PJ Tucker yelling at him, who I Fucking love. We are a pro PJ Tucker podcast worth every penny. Mm-hmm. But he was literally going to kill Paul Reed for letting up those. I think you know what sequence I'm talking about. There's two offensive rebounds where Al Horford got the, mm-hmm. the bucket at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what does he do? He steps up to the free throw. First, he Harden trusts him enough to give him the pass off the pick and roll. And for him to drive with a lot of space, gets fouled. Down three, makes both free throws. There goes that whole weird maxi shot clock steal. Maxie stole the ball, Ugh. gets the dunk. Uh they they score again. Harden makes the three. They play great deep. Paul Reed plays great defense on Marcus Smart. Doesn't foul him. Gets the steal, gets fouled, and knocks two more free throws without hitting the rim to ice the game. Paul Reed, 37 minutes, 10 points, 13 rebounds. Isn't it refreshing to have a guy take criticism? And not completely fold. Can you imagine if P.J. Tucker mm-hmm. yelled at Bed Simmons the way he yelled at Paul Reed? Ben Simmons would have left the stadium. He
2: would have, yeah, he would have called his agent, cried to his agent on the phone. And, you know, that would have been that. P.J. Would, would have, have been Bed Ben Simmons out, back tightness. That's what it would have been. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Reed earned himself a bit of money. He's going to give Juna an out-the-mud sweatshirt. And uh, <laughs> P.J. Tucker... Our glue guy. This is Embiid said it last year. We didn't have a guy like PJ Tucker. He's exactly what we've been asking for for the past few years. We need some dogs, and we got some dogs. Uh Anthony Melton.
3: But what? How many threes did Melton make? He made. He was five or six from three. Five, five, in the first half. I mean, we yeah if we go down ten plus without Melton, and we would have been screwed. Yeah,
2: without he had all 17 points, were in the first half. I feel like they were all in the second quarter. And without that, we're yeah, we're down, you know, 15 at halftime and it's over. So, yeah, fucking Melton, man. Fucking
0: Melton kept his pace. And, you know, Boston didn't seem interested in defending him. And hey, that's what happens when, when, as Glenn Rivers says, you play with your meat. <laughs> that's what <laughs> happens. Boston <laughs> played with their meat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you never heard that term. He later clarified that the players told him it's not play for meat, it's play for food. <laughs> I'm surprised you never heard play for food before in a, in a basketball reference. But um, Mm-mm. but yeah, PJ Tucker. So it was the an eight-man rotation. It was the starters, and, and then Jaden McDaniels. No, Jalen McDaniels. Danthe Mellon, who's awesome. George Niang being plus two in 13 minutes is a pleasant surprise because we all thought and it probably is still true, you know. Just game one, he we he's probably unplayable against the Celtics.
2: Yeah, so. we've been talking about this all year. George Yang cannot play against the Celtics in the playoffs. He cannot, and he held his own last night. He hit a held three his or own. two, and <clears throat> yeah, he held his own. He didn't get completely fucking exposed like Al Horford at the end there against James Harden. Love that, you know. He, oh my god, I know it's only game Sam one. Sam Hauser, but... Sam Hauser came in, missed a three. That was it. Quick Sam Hauser appearance. We didn't have to go through that fucking torture chamber. <laughs> I know it's on game one. I don't want to get my hopes up, but like,
0: I'm all in. We have you a know, chance. Like, we have a fucking chance, for, man. For the past few years, you know, being negative and like trying not to, you know, try to set myself up for disappointment, it doesn't make it hurt any less, you know? So I'm all in. Let's get the big guy back. Uh, and let's try. You know what? One game at a time. Let's try still game two. You know, it's a lot of basketball you played. No one's uh, no one's celebrating a series win here. We that, but that is that changes the tide of the series very much. So we got home court advantage now. Um, you know, took one without Mb. Didn't waste the Harden game. So game two, and we Embiid got the MVP. Tomorrow. We got the MVP. So big guy, get well soon. Get out there when you're ready, but uh, you know, hopefully they can they can still game two. Game two predictions. We'll start with you, Jim.
1: Oh my
2: God, <laughs> just say it, Jim. Uh, say it, Jim. We're all thinking it. Say it. I'll I'll I'll,
1: I'll stick true to my guns. Six, six and six. six.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. All right. Yeah. So that means so who wins tomorrow? That means Boston's gonna win tomorrow. No comment. <laughs> All right, I'll give you. I'm, I'm, we're gonna take game two tomorrow. I love it, and I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think Embiid plays. I think we win tomorrow, and uh, I think it's a statement game. JB, <laughs>
3: <laughs> we didn't talk much about Maxi, and I think even though his shooting stats were. Were like ugly. They were necessary. If he wasn't chucking shots, and we would have been yeah. dribbling in circles. I think his shot falls tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> thirty plus, thirty plus, <clears throat> three point win.
2: Oh, <clears> through another nail biter. I can't do another one.
3: <laughs>
0: I'll say this: no one expects us to take game one, including myself. No one is expecting us to take game two. And I, you know, maybe this year is different. Maybe we take you too. I don't know. But it it just, it seems, it seems unlikely. I'll say it seems unlikely. Maxie was great. We have, I don't know how many seconds we have left because Zoom's about to close on us. But Maxi was great. Tobias Harris made an open three. This year might be different. Uh, Time's up. Uh, Time's up. (laughs) Time's up. up. See you guys.
2: We're out. All right. See you guys.
0: Game two tomorrow. (laughs)